want to make them great so that they can spread their wings and do something else. I want them to be better than me. You know, I want them to achieve <laughs> amazing things. In business, you want to consistently attract incredible people, grow at an accelerated rate, and create a unique competitive advantage. The goal, it isn't to just be the best, but it's to be the favorite, the favorite in the eyes, the mind, and the heart of your customer. To stay competitive in today's world, you want to build a business where people want to come to work and where they have a chance to be great at doing what they love the most. And you accomplish that by leading through values. Because when you lead through values, people excel, profits increase, and your brand becomes more human. Now make sure you download your free guide at leadthroughvalues.com. I'm James Mayhew, your Chief Culture Officer, and you're listening to Lead Through Values. Hey everyone, this is James, your Chief Culture Officer, Accelerate Trainer, and your host of Lead Through Values, where we discuss how your organizational culture drives everything from your employee experience through your customer experience, because you'll never be able to achieve that top shelf customer experience that you want if your employees don't feel valued or appreciated, or that they don't have an ability to do their very best work. Now, today on this episode, Jessica Fairbanks uh, is joining the conversation, and I'm really pumped for her to share a really cool story about a former boss who inspired her to do great things and put a lot of trust in her, and it was kind of a breakthrough for her. So as you get to know Jessica, you're going to see that she's this warm, sincere, and really approachable person, and I'm really excited just to have a great conversation with her today. We only know where it's going to start. We don't know where it's going to end, so it's always fun to do these. Jessica, it's your turn, right? I want to bring you in, and um, I'm so excited for people to get a chance to meet you. I've gotten to know you actually over really just last few months, even though we've kind of known who each other were for a while, we've really never um, connected on business. And then you were making some amazing posts on LinkedIn. And man, I was like, this girl really understands culture and how to build a team. And so go ahead and tell us a little bit about you and, and what your company is. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, James. I'm excited to be here and share a little bit of my journey. But um, I am Jessica Fairbanks, owner of Home Care Assistance of the Cedar Valley. And I am also a wife and a mom of three boys. So we have lots going on in our house and daily life. But, um, you know, I started in the healthcare field uh, going on 16 years ago. And um, it started with that first boss. Um, and I know we'll get to that here in a little bit, but it started there as what I just thought was gonna be a receptionist position. And that kind of snowballed into a series of pathways that I am so thankful every day that I explored and just kind of trusted the journey. So, and that led me to um, four years ago, actually this month of opening and starting a home care company. So. So tell, tell me a little bit about like, who are the clients that you serve? What, like for our listeners who may not have had uh, anybody that needs your kind of services, what is it that you actually provide? Yeah, so we have caregivers that go to the home to help people stay in their homes. So it could be after surgery um, where maybe their loved ones live in another state or they're not able to come over because life is busy and happens. Um, so those caregivers can help with 
laundry or meal preparations or running errands, um, just kind of those challenging tasks that we find we aren't able to do um, after surgery or after an illness or um, maybe even a stroke or a diagnosis of Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. Um, So we can help from anywhere from a couple hours a day to full 24 hour a day care. Wow. And Man, what an incredible service. And it, it probably takes a great deal of, you know, just compassion. And it's so it'd be really important for you to get the right people on the team, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And yeah. that's something we strive for and we take into consideration every day. We have, oh my gosh, probably 10 to 12 interviews a day. And it's really, we're looking for people that they're there for the right reasons. They have the heart and that passion we can always teach skills, you know, but we can't teach people how to care for another individual um, right. as if they were their own family member or how they would want to be cared for. So we really strive to find those right people that are very genuine and just really have a good heart. Can you give us a sense of about how many caregivers you have employed on your team right now? Yeah. Currently, we have about 60 caregivers on staff. Oh, wow. Um, kind of fluctuates, um, you know, day in and day out. Some of them are in school um, for nursing or just in school for gerontology. Um, We also have individuals that maybe have been retired and they're just looking to give back um, and have kind of a Mm -hmm. part-time job. Um, And then I have three internal office staff members that are care managers that kind of help oversee all of our clients and our caregivers and continue that engagement process to make sure all of our caregivers feel like they matter and are important because they don't come to our office. We don't have a facility. We go into people's homes. So we don't always get to see our staff on a daily or weekly basis. So it's important to find engagement other ways. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we have to come back to that because yeah. that's something that, that we want to talk about on this podcast all the time is engagement, improving communication, building culture. And again, that's kind of how we started. I just saw some stuff that you made on LinkedIn that I thought, man, she's so good at this. So, oh, so, <laughs> so it's, Work in progress. It, right. But it, and that, what a great point, right? This, there is no arrival when it comes to any of this stuff. It's that constant improving. It's that constant reinventing it, evaluating what's going right, what's not and, and learning and growing. Right. Yeah. And that constant conversation, you know, we're always trying to ask our employees, how are you? You know, we want to know how they are, but we also want to know what is their expectation of us as an organization? You know, where are we missing the ball? Are things that we could be doing differently because what you like is recognition. The next person may say, oh no, don't put that on social media. I just want a handwritten thank you card. You know, so we try to do things from the very first time we meet them of how does that look? What does that look like for you? How do you like to be recognized? You know, um, what do you like? We ask their favorite things from candy to restaurants to their favorite places to shop because when we have an opportunity to say, hey, we see you. We acknowledge this amazing job that you did that you went above and beyond. We might give them a gift card to their favorite restaurant or we put little snack packs together and say, hey, we we know that these are some of your favorite things and we want you to we want you to know that we remember that and we know that. And so 
that is super, super inspiring to me because here, here's what my brain was turning on. It was like, you're in the business of giving care. So you better be in the business of giving care and recognizing your people, right? That has to Absolutely. be something you're doing internally. Yep. Without them, we don't, we don't have a business. You know, we need those people that um, can care for others. And usually they're very selfless and they don't think about themselves. So we try to make sure that we're trying to find ways and creative things to do to make sure that they're doing self-care for themselves and thinking about the good things that they're doing. And yeah, it's just a job. Oh my gosh. I love this stuff. Oh, that's so cool. In fact, <laughs> like I didn't know we were going to even go this deep into know, it at the yeah. beginning, right? It's just cool how yeah. we follow it. But um, okay. So a place that you and I, when we were talking together, I don't know, a few weeks ago, said, Jessica, I, I really want to invite you to do a podcast with me. And it was on the heels of you uh, writing a letter to a former, I guess, boss, business owner. Yeah. yeah. Lead me and our listeners into how that happened. And, and just like it, what, how, how deep you want to get into like what you wrote, sure. that's up to you. But, but okay. give us a gist of, of why you wanted to do that and, and what, was the, what was the driver for it? Yeah. So um, I guess I'll kind of back up because the story I find a little bit fun. Um, but when I had our first son, um, my mother-in-law, I had kind of expressed to her, I said, oh my gosh, I don't know, stay at home mom. This might not be my my thing. And so um, she actually went out and applied for a job as a receptionist at this home medical store here in my hometown. And they called me for this interview and this is kind of where my journey started with just following my paths. You know, the doors open in mysterious ways. And I just thought, okay, like this, somebody heard me and I'm going to go with this. So um, I called them back. I ended up getting the job. And a few months later, you know, the owner's wife said, oh, I'm going to go on maternity leave. You've got this, right? And I thought, huh, not really, but this is my hometown. These are the people that I know and I want to take care of them. And so, you know, I just really found ways to make them proud, I guess, and really wanted to show them that I I could do this for them, that I could handle things. And and so I didn't have a lot of healthcare background at that time. And so um, I put myself through medical billing and coding so that I could have a better understanding of how to collect money, because I know that money is a big driver for businesses. And, and just really, you know, anytime that I made a mistake, I owned it. And thankfully, they were very gracious in letting me make mistakes and not, um, you know, not be too upset with that. And um, so I worked for them for a little over four years. And then, you know, they decided to exit out of the business. And and I had an opportunity to go into the next phase of business, which was for a pharmacy and home medical. And through that process, I just had so many opportunities and met so many wonderful people. Um that again, it just without that first experience with that first professional job of mine, um, so many days I reflected and said, oh my gosh, you know, if they wouldn't have let me have the opportunity and trusted in me to make mistakes and to, you know, put a lot of responsibilities on me at a very young age. I mean, I was 20 years old and thought, oh my gosh, what a. <laughs> here, you know, um, I, I just was so thankful for that. And it snowballed so many opportunities into my later career 
And then again, four years ago, when um, the opportunity came about for the home care side of things, I just remembered sitting in this onboarding process for this new company and thinking, oh my gosh, where have I come from? And now where I am, I'm just so excited about the opportunity. So it had weighed heavy on me in the last couple of years that I really never felt like I had I'd never given those previous owners the proper thank you that I felt like they, they needed and deserved. So um, I just, one day it had weighed on me and I had been reading a lot of books and, and things about when something comes to mind, you know, when you think of somebody, let them know you're thinking about them. They maybe need to hear that as much as you need to say it. So I just sat down and got out the note card and, and wrote them a letter. And I won't go into a lot of details, but I just genuinely thank them for the opportunities that they let me. They put so much responsibility on me and trusted me with that. Um, but more importantly, that they gave me grace and that they allowed me to make mix mistakes and explore and do things that I had no idea what I was doing, but they, they allowed me to do that. And they supported me through that. And, um, you know, just teaching me how to be a very genuine and transparent leader, I think was another aspect that I took out of it is that, you know, they didn't try and skirt around things. They were very open with me about, hey, business isn't doing so great right now. And this is why we think that is. And so we could kind of brainstorm together and say, okay, where do we need to focus? Where do we need to put our efforts? And so um, I sent the letter and, you know, even though we live in the same town, I very rarely saw them because I, I work out of my office in Cedar Falls. And about a week later, I ran into um, one of them and just we just embraced in this hug, and some tears. But, um, you know, she just said to me, wow, I've never, never had something like that come in the mail for me. And, um, you know, wanting to catch up and see kind of where we're at and the journeys we've been through since we last worked together. So, yeah. <laughs> It's such a cool story. Uh, you know, the, the reaction that she had um, to, to getting that, you know, I think this is something you're hitting that is um, probably missed a little bit is I, I just think the world could use more encouragement, right? And sometimes encouragement comes from places that we don't expect, which is, I just want to tell you, thank you, you know, years ago, or, you know, years mm -hmm. later, this was so impactful for me. And who knows what kind of day, week, month, or year that person is going through. And yep. for you to have the the presence to just kind of listen to a little nudge, maybe that, that strikes you in the heart one day or in yep. your soul to like, I need to reach out to this person. You know, sometimes they come back with, I really needed that today. Um, you know, and that's, that's really great that you just follow those little nudges. In fact, that's something that we talked about was like, just being open to where things lead at times. You got to have yeah. kind of a, and if you're too busy, Jessica, you can't do that, can you? It just doesn't it's hard. work. Yeah, it's definitely hard. And, you know, I think the biggest thing with that is if something continues to kind of present itself, even though you might be terrified of it and you might think, oh my gosh, like I, I don't think I can start my own business or I don't think that I can do that. If it is weighing on your heart and it continues to present itself, you know, there's a there's a reason for that. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, taking chances. If, if you don't take that chance, you, you could have the what ifs. Well, what would have happened? Or, you know, it is very scary. But the beautiful thing about it is that you have the opportunity to make changes. You have the full control of that. So if it didn't work out the way that you thought it would, or it's not as much as you like it to be, you have full control to change that destiny. And so I think it's been, you know, there have been times during this journey, I'm like, why? Why am I doing this? This is not what I thought or expected. And I just always try to encourage, you know, my family and myself. I, I probably self-talk more people because it's really words that I need to hear in some days. But, you know, I just really try and encourage them that there can be a million things you feel like are going against you. But if you just pause and breathe and know that it's a season and that things will change, um, you can find the good in so many things. And it might just be that little thing or like you mentioned, you know, just just that note. Um, I was off for the last week and a half and I got back to my office and actually had a note with two little smack cards in it. And I don't know if you're familiar with smack cards, but they're just these inspirational little notes. And and one of them said, you know, you're incredible. And one of them said, um, inspired to be a leader like you. And I just, while it had nothing to do with me being gone or, or some of the feelings that I was feeling at that time, I immediately picked up my phone and called this individual and said, you don't even know the impact you just made on me today, that it just brought me to tears because I needed that so much. And it was stemming from a conversation we had had weeks before that, you know, she just kind of said, thank you for meeting with me and letting me share my story with you. So um, people just, they need those little words of encouragement sometimes. I'm going to be really honest with you and our listeners right now. I'm just kind of caught up in listening to you, right? This is such a neat thing to hear um, that somebody, I mean, you're, you're not that old of a person and you've got some really cool experiences and um, the humility that you have. And yet also kind of like this inner compass, like the, I mean, I think there's some confidence that you have in, in yourself and what you can learn and, and yet it's really covered in a, in a really wonderful way with humility. And that's a phrase that I love to teach my clients is you have to have confidence that's covered by humility. Too much of one isn't as good, but it always changes. It's always in flux. I mean, there's times when you have to really pull on that confidence and you've got to step in because people are counting on you and they rely on you and they want to follow somebody who believes in what they're doing. And yeah. At the same time, if you get into a spot where um, you lead with too much humility, that can kind of let people think that either you're a pushover or maybe you're just a little bit unsure or, or whatever. So it, it, there's a ratio there. And I think those two work in, in really great harmony, Jessica. Um, yeah. I, again, I just kind of got caught up in listening to like you know, you talk about if you don't like where you're at, like it's within the power of, of you to decide, I want to make a change here. Yeah. And I think it's so important. I mean, even with my internal staff or our caregivers, um, I especially talk with my internal staff a lot about, you know, I'm here to have you achieve amazing things. And that might be that I'm a stepping stone for you, that you're going to go on and do even bigger and better things. And while thinking of that, 
is terrifying because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm putting all this time and effort and energy into making these great people. Um, I want to make them great so that they can spread their wings and do something else. I want them to be better than me. You know, I want them to achieve <laughs> amazing things. And, and, you know, the first time that that actually happens, um, when I had an employee that I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, a social worker by trade. And I'm like, Hey, here's all, you know, some leadership. Here's these things I'm going to pour into you. And about a year and a half later, she comes to me and she says, Hey, I'm going to go back to school and I can't work here anymore. Instantly, my heart broke a minute because I was like, Oh, you were my right arm. You were my, you know, we were going to do amazing things together. But once I got over my little, my little self party there, I said, Oh my gosh, good for you. I'm so excited for you because she had this renewed excitement and passion and purpose. And I was like, yes, that is, I want you to have that. That is what we work for. So even though, you know, it's a hard changing point in business, um, I was so excited for her and I'm so excited to continue to watch her grow and do something that she gets to wake up every day and be excited about and say, I get to go to work. I don't have to go to work. I get to go do this. Can I tell you, I truly believe you're in rare air. I I, I hope (laughs) that people listen. I mean, I'm, and I'm, this is, I'm very, very serious that people are listening to this because this is the kind of person that we want to go build businesses with, that we want to be an employee and work for understanding that there are things that are going to change in our life. Maybe we have opportunities or our interests change, or we decide that there's something more to what we want to accomplish. And you being a great leader, first of all, you're creating that with them. You're you're challenging them. I'm pretty sure uh, that you're having conversations with them that are unlocking some of the stuff that that's within them. And then they go, man, I can kind of believe in myself because Jessica believes in me. She gave me opportunities. And that's just a mirror of what that business owner several years ago did for you, isn't it? Absolutely. And it comes full circle. Yep, absolutely. And so it is rare. It, It is very rare that you have business owners that can celebrate when somebody decides to move on. The best companies, the best cultures are filled with owners or leaders, executives that say, okay, that's going to hurt. You're going to be tough to replace, but you know what? We're excited for you. And we trust that somebody else is going to come in here because if you've done that well, you should have a pipeline of great people to replace other great people. And, and instead of having to settle for somebody that's kind of mediocre, that's, that's what uh, tougher workplaces, you know, tougher cultures where, where it isn't nearly as developed as what you've got. That's what they face. They lose somebody great and they may express that they're excited for them, but in reality, they're kind of resentful. And, and it's because they don't think that they can replace them or that they don't have a candidate or they make it personal. Maybe it's like, how could they reject us? Yeah. And I think it's so important to think about, you know, um, when people are making that transition or, you know, I work really hard and and I'm by far not perfect at any of this because every day is a new learning experience and every day people's lives change their family scenarios change their, you know, maybe their spouse got a new job and, and you constantly have to be having a pulse on that. No, what's going on. Um, but I work really hard to try and make sure that 
you know, we all have to do things that we don't love in our day to day. But when you can hone in on what people's strengths are and you empower them and you, you know, delegate to them and say, okay, if that's your strength is follow up, you're amazing at follow up. You get all tasks around that follow up because that's what you're really good at and that's what you enjoy. You know, you're still going to have to do some of these other things, but I really try, you know, in the first month to get a really good pulse on this is how we do things here, but how would you do it? And how does that fit in our our model? And how can I help you excel and be excited about what you're doing? Because I can give you a job description, but if that's not who you are and that's not what makes you excited, it's really hard for either one of us to hold each other accountable and have great expectations. So I think there's a lot in discovering who people are and what makes them tick and be excited. Oh man, it sounds like, um, man, it sounds like you've actually, you haven't done Accelerate, but here's one of the things we talk about in that. We just say, everybody has something exceptional within them. And it's our job as a leader to understand what it is. It's exactly what you just said. And if we fail to understand what makes another person exceptional, we may get frustrated that they have a different pace or they make decisions a different way than we do, or they approach their work or communicate in a way that's different than ours. And instead of embracing that and understanding how they are actually gifted, yeah. we get frustrated with them and we kind of hold them back. You know, our feedback that we give them is through our lens, not through theirs. And yeah. and it's never as effective. And so this is, I, I just have to ask you, you're young. How are you? Where did you pick this stuff up? Is this like instinctual for you? You had training. Like, how do you? How are you getting where you're at? Oh gosh, uh, it's inspiring, by the way. Well, thank you. You're gonna make me blush. So, uh, <laughs> I think that it's really just a, a want to continue to always learn and surrounding myself with people that are like-minded. You know, I I know that each leader and the people around me, um, I just, I try to learn from them the most that I can. And when I see situations that maybe aren't working the best, I try and just take a breath and say, okay, why isn't it working? What's the root problem? Not the surface problem because day-to-day chaos and, and things like that can, can cause some problems that are just very surface level. Um, but I think as you dive in and just get a better look at each situation and, and you embrace, you know, <laughs> one time I had a, a leader that um, we didn't really see eye to eye, but instead of being frustrated about it and saying, oh my gosh, like this person is setting me up for failure. This is what's happening. I just tried to embrace it and say, okay, what is it that, where are they coming from? Why is it that these things are so important to them? And not to me, you know, and I started to really try and dive in and say, okay, how can I be better or my more mindful in these situations with this individual to make it easier on both of us? Because every time I got in a room, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be, you know, interrogated. And I don't know if I'm going to have the right answers because I don't know what it is their expectations are. I don't know what they're looking for. And once I started to kind of dive in a little bit and say, what are you expecting and where am I missing the mark? It opened up a whole new, like, you know, a whole new way of exploring how we communicated and what that looked like. And 
Um, so I think just being very aware, self-mindful. Um, I, I don't ever want to stop learning and I, I want to try and embrace change because you can't control the things you can't control. And it's taken me a while to get to that point where I understand that. But I think just being able to embrace change and see the impact that it can really make, um, that it's not always somebody trying to make your job or life harder. It's just something that occurs. And the more that you embrace it and try and go with it, um, the easier things become. Yeah. Wow. Well said. I want to take you back a few minutes ago. There was something that you said about, um, you know, trying to figure out what makes people special. Like what are their strengths? So, so this kind of a question, like I want to learn from you here, what's your, what's been your go-to to figure those things out for somebody? Has it been a conversation that you had and you take notes or is this, are you putting an assessment together or using an assessment? What's your, what's your method? It's, a little bit of everything. You know, I've done the strength finder. I've done personality assessments. You know, I think it's just an ongoing, you kind of have to use all of it. But the biggest thing is I take my people to lunch. You know, I try to get to know them on a one-on-one. I try and connect and really, you know, whether it's my employees or people that I come in contact with, I try to pick up on the things that I feel like matter to them. So whether it's, you know, they really like to be told happy birthday when their birthday comes around, you know, or um, it's just kind of to me, it's those small things, because I know for me what those little small things do for me. Um, So those are the things that I try, you know, I have one friend, I'm trying to work on something, loves peanut butter. You probably know who I'm talking about, but you know, just those little things to say, Hey, like, I know this is something that you like. And, and I I do know, I do take a lot of notes. So, um, if somebody is having a little bit harder of a time, like I'll jot it down in my, in my notes and I'll task myself. I have a, an app on my phone that'll pop up and say, Hey, check in with somebody because they were going through something a week ago. And, you know, to some people, when life gets busy, you're like, Oh, I don't have time for that. Well, but do you have time to deal with the bigger storm that can be brewing because you didn't make the time when it was a little storm? Mm. And that's kind of where, you know, I've seen that happen where it just, it builds and builds and people get frustrated. And then there is a disconnect that happens because they don't feel that connection or like you're listening. Um, So I I guess in long story short, I, I do a combination of all of it. You know, we do the assessments, we we bring in speakers. I have outside parties that, you know, I try to work with to make sure that, you know, I just am always having a new pulse or a new perspective or a new look. I don't want to become stagnant where I've, I just, well, this is how we've always done it. Or I don't like that. I'm always, no, if that's how we've always done it, I want to try something new because I know that over time people become complacent and we need variety in our lives. We need excitement. You know what? This podcast just became a training session, right? Gosh. People, no, this is great because I think people are probably going, I need to write this down. Like Jessica just told me something that I can use. And, and if if that hasn't occurred to you yet and you're listening to this, like like rewind about, well, go back to the beginning, but those last five or six minutes. This is about how you work with and through people. And that's what leadership is. And not everybody is very good at it. 
Yeah. You know, there's only a few that do it really well. And they're doing the things that you just described, which is they're listening to people. They have a curiosity about people. And, and one of my good friends says this, um, Mark, he says, you know, listen to what people are really saying, because if you listen closely, what comes out of the mouth is an overflow of the heart. Okay. So not everybody is willing to say the exact things that are on their heart, but if you listen for the little distinctions, the things that they kind of come back to frequently, and maybe it has something to do with their kids or, you know, they get the twinkle in the eye or, the, or they're, when they're talking about something, they start to smile. That's a bit of the overflow coming out. And you got to pay attention to that. So, Jessica, are those things that you're kind of just do you just kind of notice those and read those? Is that something like a talent that you have or because because here it is. You mentioned StrengthsFinder. Yeah. And there are strengths finder talents like individualization, for example, or it could be in the relationship areas like um, uh, empathy or includer or relater. Those are all talent themes that like you're born with, like your, your talents are what you're born with. And then how hard you work to develop them. That's how they become a strength. Uh, you, you can't necessarily develop a talent. Well, you can't develop a talent, but you, I was going to say, somebody could kind of teach you how to look for those things as a skill, but some people are just wired naturally to be really gifted at it. Yeah. I, I think I, I maybe am a little wired that way. I think just being an observer, um, I think to speak to your listening to people, absolutely, but also like watching actions, you know, the the saying of actions speak louder than words, There, there is very much truth to that. And I, I say that because if I have a caregiver that oh, constantly clocking in late or, you know, different things like that, we red flag that and we say, hey, let's have a conversation. It doesn't mean that they're in trouble. But let's have a Hang on, time out a second. You mean you yeah. don't point fingers and call them out and tell them that no. they need to be on time? No. No, I, I know you don't. <laughs> yeah, I know. I asked them, you know, like, hey, I've noticed, you know, the last couple of days you've been clocking in late. Like, is everything OK? What what's going on? And just having that conversation. Oh, you know, the schedule changed now that school's out. I really have a hard time getting my kid. Oh, OK. So would it be better if we talk to your client and we try and make a time adjustment so you're not late? Or would it be better that, you know, some people have a mindset that they just, they cannot be on time to save their life for whatever reason, that's not their strength, you know? And so I've even gone so far sometimes to put somebody's shift in for 15 minutes prior to the actual time so that they think in their mind, I have to be there at 745. And then when they show up at eight o'clock, I'm like, hey, they're on time. The client thinks they're on time. Like it works out. But sometimes people just need a little bit different out of the norm to help them accomplish what they're really trying to do. And so I'm all for, you know, I want people to make decisions that they feel is best in the situation that they're in because I'm not always there. So I don't know how to coach and guide through some of those. But if you make a decision and you 100% feel vested in the decision you make, I, I want to hear about it. I want to know why you made the decision and then we'll have conversation about it. And I might say, absolutely. I 100%, I would have done the same thing. Or I might say, Ugh, um, 
I'm not sure that I would have done it that way, but I understand where you're coming from. Next time, let's think about this or let's think about these things that might have played into that. So so let me ask a question on this. And the, the question would be, there's there's probably some people that are listening that don't they don't understand the culture that you've created. Okay. Their culture is different and they may be listening to this and they may hear that, wow, Jessica could be a real pushover because it sounds like she's just going to accommodate anything. How do you balance being like, what's been your experience of balancing like the things that you're talking about today, which is extending grace, um, getting to know people and understand them at this deeper level with also like you've got a business to run and expectations have to be met. There is accountability and all those things. So how do you balance it? Very upfront expectations. You know, um, I have some hard, you know, hard no's. Like these are things that cannot happen. So one of my hard no's is if you just don't call me and tell me I'm not going to be able to make it in today, that's it. Like you don't work for my organization anymore. Mm. They're told that from day one because it's our job to show up and be there for our clients and for each other as a team. Um, And so, you know, I am about grace and I'm about doing things to get to know people, but really it's that first conversation of help me understand why it is X, Y, Z is happening. Let's talk through it. And then let's set an expectation of, okay, we've talked about this and you're committing to me that this is our fix. You know, whether that's something that they've developed or created, or it's something that I've helped them create, um, that then becomes our kind of baseline or expectation. The next time that happens or something occurs, then I can go back to them and say, hey, remember when we visited about this? This was the expectation we both agreed to. Um, And I'm not sure that you're upholding your end of that expectation, or maybe I'm not, you know, but we can then have that dialogue and say, something's got to change. And so we go to that next phase of, okay, one of us hasn't upheld that expectation. What's the next step? And that next step may be, you know, maybe we need a little career redirection. There's something else that your passion is, is, focusing on, or maybe there's been a a life event change and this just isn't a good fit anymore. Or maybe as a leader, I need to address something and put some more pieces together to help you feel empowered to be able to do your job. You know, the conversation can go a lot of ways based on the scenario, but really it's about, I, there are times I absolutely have been that pushover, but what I've come to understand is that if you can set up you know, we have our core values and we give those from orient like interview day. They see our core values and our mission. And we say, these are the things that we expect from you as you come on board with our, our organization. So it's very clear expectations. You just gave the perfect answer to all this. Like, (laughs) I mean, again, this is, this is a podcast. You need to go back and you need to study here because when, when Jessica, when you hit on saying, okay, we're going to be very clear and upfront about what the expectations are, that's crucial. That's absolutely vital because you can't hold somebody. It's so unfair if somebody tries to hold you accountable to expectations that they only left in their head. And like, that's a way to drive, you know, people away. 
or just like discourage them or become yeah. disengaged, you know, and now you've got a caregiver in your case that if that were to happen, that's kind of resentful toward you or the business, what kind of care are they going to give to the patient? And that right. goes, that violates everything that you're all about. But if you weren't setting those expectations ahead of time and you weren't clear about this is a non-negotiable, we never yeah. violate these things. Yeah. Uh, if you're not clear about that, you're just setting yourself up for mistakes and you're setting yourself up, your team up rather for failure. And ultimately the people that pay the price are the people you serve. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love this. This is so good. So you mentioned now, this is the lead through values podcast. You mentioned your core values. Can I put you on the spot? Can you share your, your core values? Yeah, I'll, I'll share some of them because it's quite lengthy. We have, okay values and we have some behaviors that we expect out of that but um you know demonstrating kindness through all things and it's really again it goes back to are we being kind to each other as individuals are we being kind to our our clients and their families you know they're going through things that we may not understand or um you know we're there to provide support and and be kind and some a little bit you know um some situations that can be a lot of emotions involved, you know, um, self-care or care for self and others. So it's really important for us that as we care for others, that we are also making sure that we're taking time to care for ourselves because in this industry, it can become so, so emotional. You get so connected and um, you want to provide just exceptional care. Um, Don't you, I mean, you're, I mean, essentially your people under, they, they expect that like they're in bad spots. They're, they're maybe in some of the toughest spots ever in their life and to receive anything less than exceptional care from a caregiver. You know, when you're in the shoes of having to, to bring somebody in to care for a loved one, you only want the best for them. And what, like, Oh, this is where it gets so frustrating because anytime that, that if you've ever gone through that and you find that somebody feels like it's just a job to them and they're just checking off a box, like that, that doesn't sit well, that doesn't sit well. And it's, it gives you extra stress. It feels like you have to babysit them and you start like, those are the kinds of things that, that you begin to tell other people don't ever work with that company because this, this, and that. And I'm guessing that what they're saying about you and your business and your caregivers are absolutely opposite of that but that's yeah. what you're shooting for yeah that's what i'm shooting for i mean and i just had a call yesterday actually um an individual called and she said hey my mother-in-law has alzheimer's and she wants to stay in her home this is kind of our situation and and i talked to her for about 45 minutes and i said look as much as i would love to provide that service we could absolutely do it and that's that's my specialty i'm in that realm um but that's not what's best for your loved one making those extra moves keeping them in their home when you have the ability right now to move into a facility you know i want what's best for the end user so if an individual is living with Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or a stroke, and it will add more stress to the family. If it will add more dynamic that is unnecessary, that ultimately leads to more stress for the individual on the receiving end. Um, and she just, 
she said to me at the end of the conversation, she said, you just validated what I felt in my heart we needed to do, but I wanted to at least try and, and make it an option that we could keep her home. And I said, I 100% understand that we want that for our loved ones to stay at home. But I also know the extras that come with that sometimes. And um, that's, that's really where just having, again, those expectations of what is it the end result that you want? Um, even on the client side, I have lots of conversations about that. Of what do you want five years from now to look like ultimately? Um, you know, finances and, and just setting them up with the right resources to help them be successful. Tremendous, tremendous stuff. I, I just, uh, as we kind of wind this down, um, part of me here, still here is just processing and really kind of blown away by what you're doing. Um, because really what it sounds like to me is you're, you have a, a real passion for this. This You got into a business, but yeah. you're pursuing something that's at the core of who you are as a human the God, you know, the God given talents that you have, like this is hitting on those cylinders for you, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I tell my husband all the time, I'm like, I would do this for free if I could, but you know, just empowering people and bringing the right people together and, and, um, just inspiring to be able to come to work every day and say, I get to do this. I don't have to, I get to do this. Yeah. Mindset. Yeah. Just uh, as we wind down here, do you know your, do you, have you done Strings Finder personally? Do you know your top five? It's been a long time, so I don't know them off, off the... That's off, okay. But yeah, it's been a long time. And, you know, I think as you grow, your strengths really are to the core, but I do think they change based on, you know, the seasons of your life and kind of where you're at and what you're doing. Um, I know that I have learned so much that what I might have shown up as 15 years ago as a nervous new professional to the healthcare industry is maybe a little bit different now. And the things that I do focus on and pull a little harder on now um, does change a little aspects. Well, well, if nothing else, you've taken those talents that you have and you've invested over and over and over in them and you've worked in your zone of, of competence then it became zones of excellence. And then you figure out how to be in your zone of brilliance. That's really cool stuff when you start to think about that. And so it could just be that maybe you, you're you developing your, your talents into full-on, full-blown strengths. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. So there might be some people that are listening to this that uh, need your services, right? There, you yeah. know. Uh, so again, as you kind of recap here, just name off some of the things that you do, and what's the best way for people to get in contact with you, Jessica? Absolutely. So um, our phone number is three one nine two six zero two 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 two. Um, and again, we just provide that additional support in the home to help people stay safe after surgeries or strokes, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and just kind of help navigate and be a resource um, to make sure that the aging process is the best that it can be. 
And what areas do you serve? Because there are people that are going to be listening to this that are outside of our geographic area. Yeah. So tell, just clarify that. Yeah. So our office is in Cedar Falls, um, but I myself live in Benton. So if you put a pin in Cedar Falls and kind of go 45 minutes in a circle, um, that's our traditional scope of where we serve now. Um, we do have some people that fall outside of that. And if we can help, we absolutely will. Um, if we aren't able to with our actual employees, I have all kinds of friends and I like to find solutions. So I will help find solutions if it falls outside of that area. So, And how about a website? So it's kind of long, but it's homecareassistancecedarvalley.com. Okay. And we'll put the links in there with phone numbers, website in the show notes. Um, just as a little addendum here, uh, for those of you that are not in Iowa, that's the state that, that just oh, yes. lives Sorry. in. Yeah. No, that's okay. So they're going, Hey, Cedar Falls, that sounds like kind of a cool town. I wonder where that's yeah. at. We're yeah. talking about Cedar Falls, Iowa. So what an impact you are making in that area and changing lives, not just with the pe- people that you're serving, but the people that are working alongside you, working for you, uh, man, it is, I'm just telling you, uh, and I don't get a chance to say this all the time. I'm blown away. I am having so much fun just listening to you. I'm inspired by what you do. And it reminds me, and I, I think it would remind our listeners too, that there are great people out there that are really, truly committed to serving, loving on others, do it in a right way. Uh, man, it's it's just so good. So thanks for being here and, and sharing your story today. Well, thank you for having me. It's been fun. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Lead Through Values.